welcome to Meet Me in the Middle, the podcast that aims to seek out middle ground within the wellness world, life world, the world. My name is Jenny Omani. The world world. And I'm Annika Buckle. Um, as always, if you are enjoying listening to us, please pop on over to your podcast platform of choice and give us a rating. Please feel free to share on social media and with um, people who you think also might uh, gain some insight and in the things that we are saying today. Speaking of, Jenny, what are we saying today? Okay. If I say the word container, not in relation to Tupperware. <laughs> what industry even, am I talking about? <laughs> even before you said Tupperware, I immediately think about the uh, coaching industry. So that's, there's no spoilers there. That is for sure. I think of somebody in dream, I think of a white girl in dream catcher earrings and a big hat talking about a program for $999 that she's going to call a container. I totally have a phrase about angel numbers in here too because <laughs> that's the only way to price things so we're and on the same I, page we're on the same page i don't even it just i just think so like you're gonna put dumb. me in a. I think you're gonna put me in a tupperware and what am i gonna I do there? i literally think of that filter on instagram where the eyes and the lips get huge <laughs> and like this little tupperware container being like help i'm trapped in the tupperware we kind of broach on this topic in our landmark episode which is a ways back so if you scroll back um, you don't need to listen to it before this. They're totally separate entities, but we do talk in a bit more depth um, in relation to, you know, the trauma-informed care or lack thereof um, that happens within these spaces. It, so it's actually a good follow-up episode. So if you listen to this and you're like, oh yeah, for sure, um, move on over to there. Uh, it's called Landmark. And I don't know what episode number, but you'll see it it's, if you scroll back. Um, and if you have a life coach and you love them, please don't stop listening right now because we're actually not coming for your life coaches. We are looking at middle ground. The end part does have some middle ground talking about it. We're really looking for nuance and context, um, which is actually very, very, very important, particularly in an area uh, like the coaching industry. So like stay with us. Don't rage. Turn this off and send angry messages. You need to listen to the whole thing before you send any angry messages. This is this is literally why we talk about middle ground, right? Is so mm -hmm. we can have these conversations. And Jenny, I feel like you and I have been having a lot of these conversations off mic. But if we can't have a conversation about this, we really, I think, paint ourselves into a corner where dialogue ceases to exist. And I think mm -hmm. more than ever in this world with everything happening, dialogue is crucial. Yeah, I think there what we need more of, um, you know, is safe spaces to have conversations um, without yelling at each other, which I mean, it just doesn't seem like we have a lot of those. So <laughs> here's one. Um, OK, so the unregulated coaching industry is about a billion dollar industry. This is a very uh, rough estimate because it's very hard to put a number on something that isn't regulated so there's no nothing that's being reported directly that they can pull real numbers from um and it encompasses so many things and a lot of these independent coaches aren't necessarily claiming income they're not there's there's just you're never going to get a real number but it's a very large number it's approximately a billion dollar industry plus or minus probably more to be honest if you mm -hmm. when we start talking about the the cost of, of a lot of these coaching pa packages. And we're talking about a variety of coaches, right? So these are business coaches, landmark, life coaching, et cetera. Um, 
and not all are bad to be very clear. So mm-hmm. not everybody needs an extensive post-secondary education to be able to speak to something or teach on something, especially mm-hmm. if they have very relevant life experience and it's not an area that broaches on um, potential conflicts in terms of um, diagnosing or treating. Um, like business coaches are actually a really good example of this. A lot of, um, I know several friends who are very successful within their own businesses that have business coaches and those business coaches do very clear things with very clear, um, uh, boundaries and goals, right? So they'll do things like comb through websites. They'll, and, you know, make recommendations in terms of website presentation, um, uh, make recommendations in terms of public speaking and how to conduct yourself in certain settings. Like it's a very tight scope. Um, and so some of these unregulated areas are totally appropriate and not dangerous or nefarious at all. It's all about what your scope is, um, mm-hmm. what your uh, your goals are, and how you're approaching approaching that. But like any sort of spectrum, there's a real gray area that comes in between, right? There's stuff that's clearly not a great idea, stuff that's clearly totally fine, and then this giant chunk in the middle which is that, like most of yeah. the industry, which I think is what makes it so tricky, right? It does make it really tricky. So all to say that I very anecdotally know people who see uh, particular coaches and they're from all accounts is absolutely only good that comes from them seeing those those coaches. Um, there's actually a dad at our school who used to be an Olympic athlete and he does mindset coaching for high level athletes for performance because uh, that's a huge chunk of that high sort of echelon of um, of athletes in their performance. There's a lot of mental preparation that goes into that. And that's his area of expertise. And he is an unregulated coach, absolutely not hurting anybody. In fact, excelling a, a, a niche group of people. So it's just really important to appreciate context and nuance always when we're looking at these trickier areas. Yeah, I think that's such a good point because... Uh, again, you know, as you and I have talked about a lot lately off mic, the world really just wants everything to be very binary. It's good or it's mm-hmm. bad. It's yes mm-hmm. or it's no. Um, You're wrong I, if you disagree. Right, right. <laughs> um, and I think, you know, as you said at the beginning, like we always want to create space for if you have something that's working for you, keep doing that thing. And if you're Hmm. seeking something specific out and you find somebody who can do it, don't think you shouldn't do it. That's Mm -hmm. not how this should ever work. And certainly Mm -hmm. not where we're coming from. But I think to be able to find a middle ground, you have to look at all sides of an issue. A hundred percent. And you have to appreciate that it's a fluid thing and what can start off totally Mm. harmless can transition into something more harmful and vice versa. There's just... It's a gray area. Everything about it's gray, um, including the definition of a life coach. <laughs> what are we even talking about? <laughs> Who knows? Step one, define the terms. Um, so, which is really hard and actually kind of impossible to do here because the only definitions that I could find were all from people selling life coaching programs. <laughs> so they were self, self-defining right. <laughs> the, the term. There were overarching themes. Um, and the themes were uh, that a life coach is someone who helps you identify and overcome obstacles in your life, um, helps you discover what's holding you back and help you move through it. Um, 
And we are going to come back to these, these definitions uh, and these sort of themes within what, you know, life coach, privatized coaches uh, are and aim to achieve. Um, and we've talked about how you don't need a formal education to excel at everything. Um, there's a time and a place. And there are people who without formalized education can, you know, be of great service to people. But there, it's important to note that there is literally zero formalized um, education or regulation within life coaching. There's no regulatory body. There's no standardization. You yourself could make your own life co coaching program to air quotes certify people through. And that's absolutely fine. There's nothing um, preventing you from doing that. There's nothing making sure that you are doing it well or properly or, or anything like that. So it's, when I say, it, oh, sorry, go. Oh, sorry. It just kind of harkens to me a little bit back to what we were talking about um, around like dietitian versus mm -hmm. nutritionist, right? Yeah, it's, totally. You end up, you could have a nutritionist who's done, you know, in tons of courses and lots of time in the industry and lots of, you know, different approaches and they could be amazing. Mm -hmm. Or you could have somebody who did a weekend course who, you know, mm -hmm. sat down with somebody else for 10 hours and is, you know, calling themselves what they're calling themselves. And this mm -hmm. is the gray area of, of not having a, a certification. And again, kind of to your point, I think it doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad. It just mm -hmm. means you have to be careful to look in detail about what you're looking for and what you're going to get. <laughs> A hundred percent, because when you look at the types of people that become coaches, um, and I'm looking at the bulk in the middle, I'm not looking at the outliers. So there are a lot of outliers, like I mentioned, like the dad from school who is like a high performance athlete mindset coach. I'm not speaking to him. That is an outlier. He has expertise in the area. It is very niche. And he's, you know, within that area he's doing everything very responsibly. He's not pretending to counsel anybody or anything, anything like that. Right. So I'm not talking to people like that. I'm not talking to the business coaches that have very clear boundaries in terms to what they do and do don't and don't do. But a, the bulk of people that tend to go into this life coaching field tend to be people who actually haven't excelled at any of the things that they are telling other people how to better themselves with. What's that saying? Those who can't teach? <laughs> or those that can't do teach? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think if you are somebody who's ever um, done a lot of work within personal development or ever been in any sort of a direct sales company, there's a huge focus on this sort of stuff. And if you listen to actually, anything... I would I would argue sales in general. I have done oh yeah, fair. The majority of my career has been in some kind of sales or another, and all every single piece of that there's there was tons of my quote-unquote mindset work yeah Anyways, yeah like that's personal development work yeah, yeah. So that's fine yeah. just add another group in and yeah. a lot of the um uh narrative if you really wanted to find one person who kind of encompasses it all because the same language just gets regurgitated amongst all of these sort of coaches is Tony Robbins is a great example, man. Go listen to anything he says. He's been doing it forever. I'm not saying he's the pioneer. I'm not saying he's the first person, but he's definitely, if you really wanted to hear every catchphrase, every slogan, every, everything in personal development, just, mm -hmm. you just go watch an hour of him and you'll have all of it. You'll tick all tied up of in the a bow. boxes. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, and you do, you get a lot of this very common um, messaging. And if we go back to the definition, the, the definition light, the air quote definition of what a life coach is, the onus is really on the, the customer, the consumer, the, the, the copy that you see on these websites uh, to attract people, to attract customers to that particular life coach is all very much in the speaking directly to whoever's reading it. They're there to help you identify and overcome your obstacles, figure out what is holding you back, help you move through it, um, help you move through your limiting beliefs. It really puts the onus on the consumer to be A, the source of their problems, but also the solution. And they spin it in this positive way, like you're the cause of all your, you're your own worst enemy, you're the cause of all your problems, but the good news is that means you can fix it. Right, right. <clears throat> and I think you talked about this a lot in the landmark episode where it's like, sure, sometimes that's true, right? Sometimes we absolutely are our own worst enemy. Sometimes there really is just negative self-talk that really needs to be shifted. And again, this is where like somebody like a life coach is actually probably a very useful sure. partner to have working with you or some sort of that, you know, something under that personal development sphere is actually going to be really helpful when that is the case. <laughs> sure. But the trick is there are also extenuating circumstances that can cause great hardship for people. And it's not that person's fault. If that person was, you know, abused as a child, if that person, um, you know, was in a violent situation, if that person, you know, is food insecure, is housing mm -hmm. insecure, like that's not a good news, you can solve your own problem situation. <laughs> and that's mm -hmm. where we really enter, we move out of the gray and into the real slippery slope on the other side of it. Um, and to your point there, yeah, there is going to be a sphere where that is reasonable and appropriate and maybe even helpful for somebody to speak to somebody, um, you know, within a life coach type sphere. Um, and there's also going to be a big chunk where it's not appropriate and it's not helpful and it's actually harmful. So that's, that's where things get really, really tricky. Um, there's a lot of victim blaming. And there's a lot of air quotes, trauma-informed care that is oh, offered. I hate that phrase so much. Because, because... it now means nothing. Mm -hmm. I see it, it everywhere. It now literally means nothing, even though yeah. it means a lot. It actually, it's <laughs> like this is a set of words that have a definition, but we've yeah. lost it because of the lost way that it it's completely. used now. Well, and I yeah. think this is the other place where like the nuance of this gets really complicated is I think from what my own personal experience, as well as other people that I know, you know, you start out working in this very, you know, this is, I have this specific issue, we're going to deal with this thing, you're going to help me get over it or move through it. Mm -hmm. But in, you know, you can't get from point A to point B without detouring through point C, which actually mm -hmm. is a place where you're going to need a licensed professional, whether that's a therapist or a psychologist or actual trauma-informed care or, mm -hmm. you know, more uh, food security or a place to live or a lot of these other places that you just can't, the road from A to B isn't quite so simple. And, you know, even saying how life coaches can be of benefit sometime, I also would argue that if you 
you could use anytime you have a life coach, you could use a therapist or clinical counselor in the same capacity. If you look any website um, for, you know, a practicing psychologist, clinical counselor, therapist, they're going to have a bio and they're going to tell you sort of who their niche of people that they work with is. And you're going to, so what you can do is you can go look and look through all these people's bios and you can find someone who, because a lot of them do do kind of life coach type work under their licensed portfolio. And, but that means that if you tread into gray area, you still have somebody who is appropriately trained to help you. You're in the right container. You mean you're in the right. (laughs) Well, and I mean, here's the (laughs) other thing that I would um, bring up as counterpoint to that is Mm. my experience with therapists is that they allow you to come to a conclusion yourself, Mm -hmm. but a life coach is going to give you some answers. And I think a Mm -hmm. lot of times that's what people want. Tell me what to do where a therapist is going to say, well, what do you think? And how do you feel? And what would happen if you tried that? Where Mm -hmm. a life coach is going to say, okay, you're to, but for next week, you're going to do one, two, and three, and then we're going to talk about it. You know? And I think Mm -hmm. that is one of the things that's really a, Healing about it. And again, in the right context, I think if that's what somebody needs, that can work really well. Mm-hmm. However, <laughs> I also think that if you are really clear with your therapist about like, hey, this is my goal. So first off, anytime you see a new therapist, they are going to want to know why you're seeing them. They're going to like, okay, so what brings you, Hi, what brings you, you therapy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. What do you need help with? And there's a few reasons for that. You want to make sure it's a good match. Right. So if you come in and you're like, you know, I'm having all these problems with my husband, I really want to do some, you know, marital counseling. And that therapist actually doesn't do couples counseling. They're going to be like, that's awesome. I've got an, I've got a really good person that I think you should see that I'm really specializes. In out. They are going to refer out. The other thing they're going to do is if you say, like, and this is the thing. So, um, my therapist, I had my husband come for a session and I told him to be really specific with her. He's very like, he's a dude. He wants to give me tangibles. I need a tangible. Right. I don't want to think about it. I need a tangible. So she's very directed in terms of, you know, how she presents information to him so that it is less, that so is more like to the point and tangible. So it's about advocating for your, what you want out of that experience. Um, and I, I, I still, I'm still on the camp of a therapist is better than a life coach in basically all capacities, unless you're looking for targeted business help, um, you know, very specific niche things. Overall, you're going to get a more well-rounded experience with a therapist. But the point is you can still shop around with a therapist and you're not paying up front for everything. And I yeah, think that's so, a very important difference. I was just going to say, I feel like this leads into a conversation around price because yes. I know from my own personal experience and conversations with people, particularly people who have no or limited coverage for mental health in their extended benefits, mm-hmm. um, therapy is not cheap. Mm-hmm. And if it's not subsidized or free, um, you know, it can take a while to get to a place where kind of like we were just talking about, if you're looking for somebody to tell you what to do, well, you're going to have to have a few sessions with a therapist yes. before they're going to get to yeah. be able to get to that place with you Yeah, where, you know, a coach might be able to tell you that after talking to you for 15 minutes. <laughs> and I love that you say 15 minutes because the way that a lot of the billing works with 
these coaches is that you get a air quotes free discovery call, which is like 10 to 15 minutes under the guise of let's see if we're a good fit. Right. And then the next step is you pay into a package. Mm -hmm. It's not per session for the most part. In fact, I don't actually think anecdotally I've seen any of these life coaches that offer purely sessional. I um, have worked with a life coach sessionally. Just sessionally, there was no upfront. It was an upfront, but four sessions. So it was like three sessions. That's what I mean. And it was this But you're lumping them, right? Right. Like you're you're not paying one session at a time, which is what you're going to do with a therapist. You're going to do your one session. You're going to pay for it. And for the most part, it's going to be cheaper than a life coach, even if you're not refunding or anything. Most therapists here are about 150 bucks an hour, about, give or take. That's what most extended benefits will let you bill is like up to 150 some, I think mine does up to 160 an hour and taxes in my therapist is 168 per session. But even if you had no coverage, most of the time you're paying a larger sum. Like I went through a few just like life coachy people on the internet and not big names, like small names. Right. Because big names have big dollar signs. Associated they do have big dollar them. signs. Yeah. And most of those ended up, the small names ended up being in and around four to $500 a session when you broke down the packaged pricing. And what they do is they say, oh, but you have access to me on some sort of platform like Boxer or whatever. Right. So you have access to me all the time. But a lot of the reviews that you see when you see people sort of complaining about these types of coaches is that they didn't really have access all the time. Sure, they could send messages to that person all the time, but it's not like they're getting an instantaneous response, which is also reasonable, right? Like, I, right. like right. that's actually, fine. It's not, it's not actually reasonable <laughs> to advertise that you are 24-7 yeah. available because you're just not going to be. Well, because that's not healthy, right? And so, you know, you do have to sort of there's a lot of space in there where people say they didn't get what they paid for and all of this sort of stuff but at the end of the day the hourly cost is almost always higher with a life coach versus a clinical counselor well the other thing the piece where i feel like this gets a little bit murky is i Mm. think you can find programs that are cheaper but then you're looking at like a group program or pre-packaged sessions yes, recorded yeah, yeah 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 which again is a very different experience than personalized yes. one-on-one yeah yes totally and of course the pricing is always the same number over and over and over again three 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 four 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 <laughs> one 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 like it's all like the num the pricing is uh not based on any sort of standard standards it's like based on what number feels good and repetitive <laughs> to that practitioner. (laughs) Um, The other thing you see a lot in terms of, because there's a lot of online advertising within this group, um, you see a lot of uh, sort of compliant, I'm using air quotes, language. So you're not going to hear them talk about um, anxiety or depression. You're going to hear the word overwhelm. (laughs) (laughs) I love that I knew what you were going to say before you said it. Because it's the only word Because also, I think as a customer, you don't want to admit that you are experiencing anxiety necessarily. Mm -hmm. That feels a lot heavier than saying I'm overwhelmed. 
Well, it and feels a like a, a clinical diagnosis yes. rather than just like, I'm just struggling in my life right now. I'm just having a hard time right now. Yes. But to your point, I mean, those are, those are not the same thing. No, <laughs> but one, not the same thing. one gets named the other because it is, well, for lots of reasons, but. <laughs> well, legality more than anything. You don't want to advertise that you help people with anxiety because then you <laughs> you're making health claims, right? And you can't do right. that. Yeah. You can't do that. So you do see a lot of very um, like dance around language to entice people to come in. And it's very problem solution based, right? I help people and this is how they're coached in terms of their advertising, right? I help women who um, are feeling overwhelmed as a parent, right? This mm -hmm. is what I do. And then someone sees that they're like, I feel overwhelmed as a parent. And then that's where that sort of the, the connection kind of that's where the interaction really starts, but it's starting from what is very likely and potentially um, not accurate language. It's phishing, right? It's clickbait. Well, and I think kind of to what we were talking about at the beginning, like if you truly just are feeling overwhelmed, juggling, you know, parenthood and a career and it's like a, in this season of my life, you know, I'm having a hard time because of X. This is maybe a time where a life coach is appropriate. The sure. problem is without talking to a registered professional, how do he, it's really hard to pick out, is this just mm -hmm. how I'm feeling in this season of my life? Or mm -hmm. is there something else happening in my brain that actually needs to be, you know, properly addressed? Well, and I think like, so I've had a life, I've used a life coach and I've use therapists. And the huge difference I personally experienced was that the life coach asked absolutely nothing about anything other than me. <laughs> right? Well, and, and this is that's... kind of comes back to what you're saying yeah. about victim blaming and no context mm -hmm. and all of these pieces. They don't need to know about anything other than you because no. you are the answer. You are the problem and the solution. Yeah. Yeah. And I find, uh, and a therapist is, uh, they want context. They need that information to help um, guide you through whatever, you know, issue you're experiencing or whatever you would like to feel better about or augment or whatever. And trying to get that whole picture, right? Because if you're mm -hmm. coming because you're feeling overwhelmed, but the root of that is being housing insecure, right? right. Those are very different things, actually. <laughs> totally. Totally. There's also um, a lot of legalities that come into play with a licensed professional. They have to report certain things, right? If you talk about child abuse, any type of suicidal thought, anything like this, they are legally bound to report it because it's a safety issue for yourself or for, for you know, whoever else you're talking about um, potentially. And so they are going to have to address that um, from a professional standpoint. There isn't the same requirements um, from a life coach. I think we would all like to believe that any well-intending person, if they had somebody talk to them about, you know, active child abuse or suicidal ideation or anything like that, that they would hopefully, you know, report that. But do they know how to report? Do they, I was just going to say, you what, know what I mean? Like, the I don't know how to report like, that. I don't, I could, I, don't know. I could piece together I'm a reporting. Person. I could piece together reporting you know, active child abuse, but I would have a really yes. hard time piecing together reporting suicidal ideation. I don't, yeah. I, I would have no idea where to even start. Right. No, me neither. And I work in healthcare. No clue. Right. <laughs> like, ser like seriously, no clue. 
So I think there's just a lot of sort of checks and balances to, um, to, to factor in at the end of the day, if you're having a good experience with whoever you're working with, like, that's great. And have a good experience. Just kind of have your eyes open. Um, and if you are someone with benefits, extended benefits, I think you should really take a pause and see whether your money is being well spent on a life coach who's helping you with things like overwhelm and whatnot, because you very likely could be getting a substantially lower rate and a higher quality um, experience with a licensed professional. A more regulated experience, right? Yeah, a more regulated experience. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's so, you know, it's really interesting. And I think, again, this kind of comes back to like, here's like, it's so gray mm -hmm. and it's so tricky because there's just mm -hmm. so many layers, right? And I think, well, I'd like to think, you know, people get into this industry because they want to help, you know? And I think that's at the root of a lot of this mm -hmm. and not to bring everything back to the capitalist hellscape we live in, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you want to help and you have what looks like a path ahead of you. Um, and I think you, we've talked about this at length, but this is a good time to bring up the end of one, right? You mm -hmm. find something that's worked for you. And usually recently. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, you know, it's yep. usually very recent. It's not like mm -hmm. I've been doing this practice for 10 years and it's made a big difference. It's like, no. here's a specific, happened. specific yeah. modality, a specific type of meditation that's working for me right now, or that I've just recently discovered or whatever mm -hmm. that looks like. I actually coming from the yoga world, there's a lot of this mm -hmm. where oh, yeah. it gets a little bit murky, right? Because somebody has been teaching yoga and teaching meditation and, you know, turning that lived experience into, you know, I can work through this stuff with you starts to be um, just really tricky because again, somebody is coming from a place of, I want to help. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily have a path ahead of me where I can afford to go and do an MA in psychology or mm -hmm. even a, an undergrad in psychology to get to a place where I can, you know, be certified as a licensed professional. Mm -hmm. I do have this weekend course and my personal experience mm -hmm. um, and I want to help and I feel like I can do that right now, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of it, I mean, at the end of the day, everybody deserves to earn a living. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just, yeah, I think it just gets really tricky, especially when you have really well-intending people mm -hmm. who are actually kind of inadvertently doing some harm in a lot of cases, not always, but there are definitely, I mean, you and I both know quite a few people who've gone into this coaching sphere and it's hard to watch, man. <laughs> well, and you know, I just keep coming back to, you know, I worry like my heart goes out to a lot of these people because I feel like the coaching industry is very saturated it's right now. Saturated, and maybe that's yeah. just my own algorithm. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, th I think it is though. Yeah. You know, if you're not already one of these big name mm -hmm. six figure, you know, multi-million dollar Tony Robbins style coaches, um, it, it requires even to create, let's say, evergreen content, like a mm -hmm. course mm -hmm. that you can then, you know, put a bunch of upfront effort and probably money into mm -hmm. and then sell that kind of continuously. 
I, I just worry so much about what, like, is somebody really able to create enough of an income stream to make it worth the amount of hours they're putting in? And I think this is the kind of lie we've been sold with this idea of like a side hustle, right? Is that your time doesn't have a dollar amount associated with it. So if you're not physically paying money for something, then it's just extra and whatever you make is extra. But if you're Mm -hmm. spending hours creating this content, that's still not nothing. You know, Mm -hmm. how much do you have to sell to get back what you've put into it? You know, Mm -hmm. and you're still trading dollars for time which Uh is the guys that a lot of this falls under like you know you want to have financial freedom which means you don't want to be working for somebody else and time freedom but if you're coaching somebody especially one-to-one you're like you're still trading time for money Mm -hmm. and like that's okay normal jobs are totally fine (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and actually work for lots and lots of people, right? They it do. doesn't yeah. not everybody is going to be an entrepreneur. And that's actually great. That's fine. The world that needs is fine. Yeah. Somebody to deliver the mail and check out your groceries and you know, yeah. do all these other pieces, pick up garbage. Um, you know, but what is that how how and I feel like the coaching industry is because with the exception of, you know, the Tony Robbinses, it's mm-hmm. a very female centered industry. Mm-hmm. You know, how much is it preying on mom's desires to be able to spend more time with their kids? How much mm-hmm. is it preying on, you know, women's desire to find a way to be successful in the world if they feel like that's not happening in their career? You know, mm-hmm. how much is this? kind of preying on a need that actually should be filled again like we talk about at a systems level rather than Mm -hmm. on an individual level um I also think there's a lot of talk and emphasis on you know doing this doing something big with your life mm -hmm. and it just really minimizes the everyday and how wicked the everyday can be, right? Like it really <laughs> takes people away from living in the moment. Not that like any of us are like, I mean, you and I are not people to be telling, preaching about how to live in the moment because we're just like <laughs> normal people who absolutely have many faults and like every are morning super I wake guilty up. of not living in the moment. <laughs> every morning I wake up determined to live in the moment and then by 10 a.m. I've lost it. <laughs> right. But it this really emphasizes the need to like be more and do more mm-hmm. and made for more. And you're you, here to do big things. But like sometimes people just have good to parent do small things. <laughs> and just being good to yourself is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And actually, like, again, in the world that we currently live in, that that's a big thing because it's hard. It's yeah, hard it's really to hard. Do it's hard to look after yourself and your family. It's hard mm-hmm. to, you know, feel like you can even just survive. You know, yeah, hundred percent. And I think that's where, um, yeah, I think that's that's where it can become a really negative negative space. Is this emphasis on the person? the individual and just like reaching to an impossible height when it's just not necessary to feel good. Like, I think we all want to feel good in our space and in our lives. And you don't need to do something giant and massive to feel 
good. And that's where a lot of this sort of dialogue is really geared towards, like the bigger more Mm -hmm. and like not just being content. There's not a focus on contentment. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and just to kind of circle back to something that you brought up um, earlier, I think this is kind of this other piece of like referring out. Mm -hmm. I think like a good life coach will refer out when you bump up against Mm -hmm. something that is outside of their expertise, right? Yes. You've started you know, with some specific mindset stuff around something. And then like, oops, you uncover an eating disorder. They're going to refer you out (laughs) to somebody who, right. But I I think that kind of ties back to what we were just saying, you know, is there, I observe and suspect that within the coaching industry, there is a little bit of like, well, I have to have success stories. I have Mm -hmm. to be able to create something better for this person. So we have to just kind of keep working through Mm -hmm. this and Mm -hmm. maybe I redirect into something else because I know I can't, you know, help them coach them through their eating disorder, but let's just go back to this, you know, other mindset piece or, you know, Mm -hmm. let's find some other actionable thing we can work on because I think a lot of the coaching industry relies on, you know, success stories, word of mouth, referral. Mm-hmm. I think you all, this is where why you see a lot of like referral bonuses or affiliate kind of relationships mm-hmm. in yeah. w- within coaching programs. Because y- if you're looking for somebody to help you and you see 10 other people that this person has helped, mm-hmm. you know, you don't see that with therapists, right? Therapists mm-hmm. don't have like... <laughs> glowing reviews because that's the whole point like it has to be Mm -hmm. personal and it has to be private Mm -hmm. but if you're looking for that you can't find that with a licensed professional but you see that everywhere with Mm -hmm. a coach right yeah no it's such a good point yeah and I think you know it's interesting I have um a good friend who you know has kind of meandered through and around the coaching industry she does Mm -hmm. you know other very specific um targeted coaching like we were talking about at the beginning mm-hmm. yep. and i think again kind of coming to this like coming from a really good place having a personal you know n of one positive experience and thinking okay this is another tool i can add into my toolbox to mm-hmm. work through things with people um i think unfortunately the coaching industry like the rest of the wellness industry you know, shit has gotten real weird over the last Mm -hmm. few years, you Mm -hmm. know? And I think in a lot of ways, honestly, a lot of communities are way more harmful now than they were three or four years ago, you know? So what starts out as, you know, this feels like a good supplement. This is a good addition. You know, I've had a good experience. I'm seeing other people having good experiences. This seems like something that could work kind of morphs into something that's actually really toxic and kind Mm -hmm. of gets more toxic it's almost Mm -hmm. like it feeds itself right Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. this especially when you get into like we didn't really touch on this but like the coaching of the coaches oh my gosh the coaches coaches, coaches. yeah right where it's like you just have to do more you just have to work harder like we've said about so many things if it's not working it's because you're doing it wrong not because Mm -hmm. the system is set against you (laughs) And the thing is, too, when you have these very limited educational programs, like six Mm -hmm. weeks online weekend or whatever, and I'm just pulling from personal experience, there's nothing more dangerous than someone who just knows, doesn't know what they don't know. (laughs) 
right? And we see this a lot, like I work in healthcare, right? And you see overconfident people who think they know, but they just, Mm -hmm. they don't. And it's not their fault that they don't know, but they don't know. They don't know to ask for help. They don't know when something, you know, is above their level of expertise because they, they just, they don't know the other parts, right? They they don't know all the the things that can come from that. Totally. I think too, that feeds into this idea like, well, I've just got to figure it out because I have to solve problems for people so that I can, Mm -hmm. it's like, it feeds itself, right? Like Mm -hmm. the, the, the hungry beast just needs more of me pushing through and figuring it out rather than stepping back and looking at what other resources I need or what other relationships I need to build to refer people out or, you know, whatever that looks Mm -hmm. like. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I want to come back to the coaching coaches, coaches. Yeah. 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 Cause I feel like it's a little bit like we were saying at the beginning, like those who can do those who can't teach and those who can't teach, teach the teachers. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and I just keep wondering like how, like how many coaches, coaching coaches can the industry really sustain, you know, it just keeps going. But I, I think the, like any MLM or direct sales, I think the amount of money that happens for the non-early adopters is just mm. like substantially less, right? Right, right. You're not well, seeing and- people make the same money that Tony Robbins has been making. No. And I mean, uh, there's a few other, what's the alpha? Is that her name? Is that her like know. coaching name? Oh, she's like- Oh, the alpha femme? Alpha femme? Yeah, yeah. She's like- at least five digits to work with, I think. Again, it's like if you have that kind of money to invest, like what are you getting out of that? You know, what is that creating for you? Mm-hmm. It just it blows my mind when you look at some of those dollar amounts. Um, and and then again, I you know, I worry so much for people who I know and love that are working really hard. Mm-hmm. With great intentions. With great intentions. And, and you know, helping people, but to some degree, for sure. But, you know, how, what does that look like and how hard do you have to work to get there? And is it not just sustainable, but like healthy and, mm-hmm. um, and what's going to happen in five years? And I guess, I mean, who knows? The planet's probably going to explode this decade. I heard from the latest report from all the climate scientists, but... Maybe we don't need okay. to spend that much time worrying about it, but <laughs> great. But you know, I think if you're looking at what you're building your life around, you know, that that sustainability piece, I think, is really important. Yeah, for sure. Especially when you're looking at a group of predominantly women, a lot of the mm-hmm. moms, like mm-hmm. these are people that are missing their kids' childhood too, right? Because they're working so hard for the future, and lots of people do essentially miss their kids' childhood because they have to work so hard like that's fine but this in a way is almost like it didn't need to like a lot of these people have normal jobs and are choosing promised that it won't and then it does like your regular job is like oh yeah we're gonna suck the soul right out of your body and you're like okay yeah okay well that's what i signed up for yeah here we go (laughs) Yeah. yeah but i think it's when it pretends to be something that it isn't initially mm. and for many people can never be you yeah. know and the goalpost just keeps moving and right yeah. right yeah but at a minimum i think we can get ourselves out of this container now 
thanks so much for listening to email. We really appreciate your support. And if you could do us a big favor and subscribe and share this podcast, it would mean the world to us.